Here's how you kill off a species. First, you take out the easy ones, the weak, the exposed. Kill them as efficiently as possible. That was the first three waves. But even though you bug bomb a house, there's always a few cockroaches left. Now we are those cockroaches, and the others are picking us off one by one. And because the others look like us, we can't trust anyone. Look at that, Kelly. One take. Nice. One take on that quote. Welcome, everyone. It is Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. And I'm Kelly. And once again, I'd like to welcome all of our regular listeners as well as all you new listeners, uh, which I know are out there because we're getting tons of feedback and I appreciate it. So keep it up. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know that our choice in movies blow. I mean, especially <laughs> especially with the one we're doing today, I can I can certainly understand that. But sometimes you got to throw those into the mix, you know? Right. So if you didn't know from the quote, which I'm sure no one got, no one except, does. except that I did say wave in the quote. Still, because yes. I brought this movie up to people and they're like, wait, what is this called? And I'm like, it came out. And they're like, uh, and then as soon as I started like describing it, they're like, oh, yeah. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> When, oh, we all saw the trailer, but no one went and saw it. Like, it was that kind of... When did the movie come out? Oh, I got it. January 22nd of 2016. So it's, right. not, it's not even that long ago. No. <laughs> no. And it's been out on Redbox for a while now, Yo, if I'm yeah. not mis- mistaken. And I don't remember seeing any commercials for the DVD or Blu-ray or anything of that nature. Uh, so just so we don't keep everyone in suspense... We are doing the movie of the fifth wave. And there's stunned silence because no one knows what we're talking about, most likely. Even though the marketing campaign for this wasn't terrible. They had they had a bunch of buzz going into like the Super Bowl. Now I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but I know they did like uh they did a big trailer during it. I know before that they were hyping the movie up. Because it's another young adult. It's another YA book to movie transpose. Which I think was their problem because the people that I also talked to about this, they, that's exactly how they described it. And I feel like if they didn't sell it that way, if they had sold it like any other alien invasion movie, they would have got a bigger, bitter group. Much bigger group. That's a possibility. Now, I know, I mean, I totally understand why they try it as a YA because if you think about all of the, I mean, Twilight. Hunger Games, uh, the Divergent series, Maze Runner, like you start listing all of them off, they have all done well. Like even Maze Runner does right, well. Right. But still, all those movies are either extremely fantasy based or they're sci fi fantasy based. When you're doing an alien invasion movie, like there's a certain core group of people. Like I didn't turn this movie on thinking that there was going to be any type of romantic involvement, but every other young adult movie, you know that that's there. So I th- don't think they marketed it. Like either they didn't cut the trailers right or it's either you got to go full on young adult or you got to market this like Independence Day, Edge of Tomorrow, District sure. 9. Like you got to do all those. Well, now I'll say I'll say this as some people know. And I think I might have mentioned on the show a long time ago when we had talked about doing this. Like when when the movie was coming out, this was on our list of possible movies to see, like in theaters to talk right. about. Uh, luckily, we did not <laughs> did not do that. Uh, but well, 
Zoolander was also on that list. Oh, so. yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> that might still be on the list for Redbox. You know, we'll, we'll, have see, yeah, we'll have to see about that. I'm surprised that movie isn't out yet uh, for people to actually, yeah, actually rent and whatnot. But uh, what I did mention when we talked about this a long time ago is that I read the book and I am halfway through the second book, The Infinite Sea. And it's actually kind of, again, similar to the way we did Goosebumps where we released that. Well, we did Twister on the 20 year anniversary almost. We did Goosebumps when it was being released on Blu-ray. And then uh, the third book in the fifth wave series, The Last Star is coming out like I think when this is going to be released or or a little bit before it it's like May 26 is when it's coming out so this is going to be a little bit after wow okay yeah yeah so it is timely kind of you know that kind of <laughs> uh but, yeah. our random sequence of events schemes you just keep lining up because yeah. there's really no rhyme or reason to no it's <laughs> not a whole lot no not a whole lot but i will when we do this uh review slash recap slash whatever the fuck we do when we do this podcast i will be uh comparing the book with the movies because what i will say is the thing that you just said about marketing wise and and hey you need to kind of pick what you're doing here the book is way more it's way darker. I guess that's probably the best way to put it. It's way darker and they hone in on a lot more of the fatalities and the the way the aliens really fuck us. Like okay. where in the in the movie it's more like okay, we're just going to follow this girl around and then things kind of happen, I guess, but you don't really care for anyone whatsoever. Like in this movie, you have no attachment like I don't even know how people can be attached to Chloe Grace Moretz in this as Cassie, the lead, the lead character. You don't, you don't hate the aliens because you don't know what have they really done anything. You don't even know. Right. Exactly. Like it's just, it seems it it comes up more halfway through the movie. I'm like, this is a disaster movie. This isn't an alien movie. Yeah, and the disaster movie only lasts for the first like 15 minutes of the movie. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, yeah. Then they so cut something it. Something else is going to happen, right? Like exactly. <laughs> so let's let's I guess do the opening for this. So the movie is the fifth wave. Obviously, it came out in 2016, which still <laughs> makes me laugh. Uh, it has a 5.7 on IMDb, a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 33% on Metacritic. Now, this may be the lowest rated Rotten Tomatoes movie we've ever done on the show. I'm going to have to look back. I I wish we had people that just loved our show so much that they kept like a whole scoreboard. We need like a live tweet thing so people could like tell us when we're completely wrong about shit because that would be great. If only we could do this show live. We're getting there. (laughs) That's the goal. That would be be pretty awesome. 2017. (laughs) It'll it'll harken back to my days in radio. Like I'd be completely fine. Taking calls. I would love (laughs) to take calls. That's like. Line three. It was one of my most favorite things to do. Uh, when I was in radio, because you can just fuck with people. Absolutely, it's, no radio's the shit. Yeah, especially in a podcast form because we don't answer to anyone, so no. we can say whatever the fuck we want. Anyone can curse, swear, talk about We're whatever. Howard they... Stern, it's great. Well, I'll go Opie and Anthony, but that's okay, just that's fine. yeah, that's just me. Uh, but yeah, so this might be this might be the worst rated movie we've ever done on this yeah, show. I'd, so. I'd like to point out that Zoolander currently has a 24 on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. So, uh, Wait, Zoolander two, 2, though, right? Two, okay, okay. Two. I, yeah, I so, don't want to freak that's still out. better than Batman Superman and Fifth Wave. <sighs> wow. What yeah. does Batman Superman have? 
19. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh what a man. I love that number. What a terrible number for them to have. On <laughs> I there. know. Ah, shit. Uh, anyways. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll talk about the comparisons between the, the book and the movie. Uh, like I said, it, it stars Chloe Grace Moretz. Liv Schreiber is in it, who I also like. And it's kind of a shame because he doesn't really ah, have... Sabretooth, yes! Oh, oh. <laughs> you make me fucking shiver. I think <laughs> I've been caught and weary of the Scream series, personally. But that's that's why or, I was uh, like... Uh, uh, Roger Donovan? Something Donovan. What's his oh, current uh, one? Donovan. It's just no, Donovan. Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. Nah, yeah, 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 Ray Donovan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On uh, Showtime, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Killer guy, right? Assassin, yep, something yep, like that. Yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but I like. I've always liked him. Uh, in this movie, he has nothing to work with, though. No. Uh, absolutely nothing. And it's too bad because if the movie was written the way the book was, he would have more to do, and you'd care about that interaction between him and Zombie a lot more. Ben Parrish. By the way, I don't know why. In this fucking movie, they say everyone's full name all the time. Right. All the time. Is that is that Ben Parrish? This is Cassie Sullivan. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. Wait, Which, what I'm is, sorry. That's like writing 101. Like this is this is the room kind of bad writing. Like you, that's not how you. Like, nobody says that. Oh, and so and so just walked in the front door. Hello, so and so. Like you don't don't. That's not how people talk. Yeah. Now I can't even remember who the. Uh, who the love triangle guy is. I just, I completely forgot his name. Evan uh, Walker. Evan Walker. There we go. Yes. What a great, well, look at these like white bread names for everyone too. <laughs> Very, like what the fuck? Very, no ethnicities at all. I couldn't believe that too, because I swear in the book it was different. I swear in the book. Now, but let's, let's say this though. So first off in the, in the book, they, they really focus in way more for like half the book almost. It's, it's a good chunk of the book that they focus in on the waves. So that's a that's a big deal. So for anyone that doesn't know, and even from watching this movie, I'm not sure people would really know uh, what the what the deal is. But the waves, the first wave is the EMP that knocks yes. everything out, like everything. Yeah. Uh, so completely Whole puts world. people, yeah, completely puts people back in the Stone Age. And when this happens, millions upon millions of people die because. You know, car accidents, airplanes just fall out of the sky, all that kind of stuff. You know, older retirement homes don't have their stuff, like all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, no, yeah. Anybody yeah. hooked to anything medical device wise, all that stuff would have just wiped out. Yeah, yeah. The second wave is when, now they don't show this in the movie for some reason. I still don't know why. But the, o- the others, the aliens, understand that over what is it like 40% of earth population lives within like 60 miles of a coastline so they drop these huge ass enormous twice as tall as empire state buildings type like rods down on the fault lines and that's why the tidal uh, waves and all this shit because you only just see a tidal wave like no yeah once. they make it seem like they cause natural disasters but they don't show you how right and i don't know why how hard would that have been to show that like because it they had been a budget cool. of thirty million, and it wasn't in the budget to CGI. <laughs> and Water's much easier to, to do. like. We could steal stock footage from you know day after tomorrow to, to just fill all this in. Very true. Kelly and I were talking about. So the uh, go ahead, say the numbers before we go on with this. Be more specific. Oh, the numbers of the budget and the uh, and how oh, much they actually made. And yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> like what do I? Well, I got lots of numbers here. Be more specific. Okay. Uh, no. So yeah, they they only spent thirty eight million budget wise, which is extremely low for this for this type of movie. Um, I mean, your average 
budget for an alien invasion movie is at least 50 and that's an independent film like that's that's not a majorly produced film um for purely cgi purposes as well as you know costume monster makeup all that stuff um and sadly enough this movie only grossed 34 so they're still four million short yeah and for a disasters type alien movie it should have been way more that budget should have oh, been yeah but especially for a young adult movie too like think of the think of twilight and uh Hunger Games and all that shit, how much money they have. Oh, Hunger Games is ridiculous. I believe Twilight was pretty bad too when it comes to um, their budget as well. Yeah. But so that's that's a major that's the second wave, and technically you can, you know, pun intended on that one, I guess. Uh, but that wipes out millions and billions like millions and millions of people at least. Uh, then on the third wave, that's where they really fuck everyone because they infect birds with this special virus, which is sort of like an Ebola-type virus. Right. Because they do mention it in the movie, but it's not really shown as devastating as it is because what they actually do in that one is uh, it's like 97. It kills like 97% of the remaining uh, survivors. So basically, how many billions of people are on the planet right now? Eight, is it eight or something? I don't want to be. I don't want to sound dumb. I didn't really research this. It's a lot yeah, of billion. I know there's a lot of numbers we're throwing out in this particular podcast, yeah. but it's a significant. Um, I want to say yeah, eight sounds right because I know what China has one point something and India has a little bit more than that. Yeah, so it's, it's around that. It's around that. So they wipe out like seven point five billion people in this book. Like that's how in the first book within like the first quarter of it or something like that. So they never really they never really stand by that or really show the devastation in the movie, which is weird because you would think that'd be the time to actually do it. Like you could really show how bad you cuz the whole point of the waves is to make the humans really hate the aliens. Like it's supposed to make you hate the aliens because they don't even show in the movie Cassie's mom. So Cassie is the lead character, Chloe Grace Moretz. Her mom works as a doctor in the movie. I don't even think she was. I can't remember if she was a doctor in the book. She, yeah, she. Yeah, it's. But even then, my mind. She came off as a nurse. She doesn't come off as a or, doctor. Oh, okay, sure. Whichever, whichever one it happens to right. be. She's in the health, but she. They don't even show her dying of the disease, and that actually happens in a long. It's a long period of the book. Where, see, that's the thing. So the aliens in the movie show up. Like everyone's normal and the aliens show up and then they don't do anything. So everyone's left waiting to see what the aliens are doing. No one can communicate with them. No one can do anything. And then the waves start. So there's a lot of stuff. There's looting. There's a lot of like gang violence of people that don't have anything going into other people's homes. There's a whole attack on their house. Uh, There's her mother dies. Uh, her friend, like, and that's the other thing. She really doesn't have friends. They, for some reason, in the movie show her at a party. Uh, she does not do that any of that. She has her first date ever during in the book during the um, the invasion, and she does. They do mention that she like has a crush on Ben Parrish, who you'll we'll talk about later. In the movie, she she's like, oh, she's talking to her friend, which I don't even think existed in the book, and she's like, oh, they're like. You should get together with Ben Parrish because you're like your parts match up. And it's like what? That's not her character whatsoever. She doesn't play soccer. She doesn't do any of these things. You know what so, I'm talking okay, about? So 
Well, yeah, so then that makes me question the casting. Did they cast her and then rewrite this for her? Because then the way that you're describing this person in the book, this isn't at all who I'd envision portraying this. Like, I envisioned the the chick who played Ringer more, you know, in that type of role as her, because that makes more of a step away. Like, she's not an in-crowd. Like, you don't see blonde. I don't see blonde for this character. No, I think I I did. It's still, I do actually think she's a blonde girl. She's, she's, um... She's described as being pretty, but just being like not social. So yeah, so she, she's not the she's not the bubbly blonde, is what I mean. Yeah, like, she's not is, a cheerleader. She's not right. anything like that. Um, I don't think she does anything in her school because they don't obviously talk about a whole lot in the book. Uh, th- in this movie, they show her playing soccer for some reason, which I don't believe she did any school activities or any of that. She's supposed to be like it's actually. It's actually okay in the book because it kind of makes sense. She was kind of a loner herself so when everything goes to shit and she has to take care of herself it's not a huge like it's not a huge change right which makes sense like that's good storytelling i'm i'm fine with that because you can do the fish out of water story but she's not really fish out of water she's it's not that far of a stretch for her yeah exactly so the casting wise i don't think it's bad casting but it's also a question of like did you see the remake of carrie with her Okay, it was on Netflix, and I took a I took a look, <laughs> I took a look because I had to. But the whole time, and um, I think it's Julianne Moore is her mother in that movie. She was freaky, like that was very well done. Ooh. Yeah, like as the crazy religious mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was very good uh, in that. But Chloe Grace Moretz, you're looking at her, and you're like, hey, that's a very attractive girl, and if she just combed her hair. She'd be the most popular Just girl. Just take your glasses off and yeah. you'll be so cute. Seriously, it was very it was very much like that. Like she <laughs> she did not look bad in that movie because Carrie in the original, you can tell why people would pick on Carrie. Like, you can tell, unfortunately, that's just, right. you know. But in the other one, you're just like, hey, where was that jock guy to be make a bet with his buddy to make her cute and go ask her to prom? Like, right? <laughs> it would have been fine. Hello? Yeah, it wouldn't have been a problem. So I wouldn't say necessarily it's bad casting. It's just bad writing of the movie itself. Because once again, they didn't follow the source material well, the way they could have. Yeah, they're pandering. And because yes. they pandered, it didn't... Like like I said, you either need to push this as a full-blown young adult, which, by the way, I did pull up some numbers. Um, so the first Twilight budget was only 37, uh, 37 so it was a million dollars less, but they grossed $100 million. Um, uh, Hunger Games, on the other hand, was $158 million? No, no, no. First Hunger Games was $78 million, and shit. it grossed... And it grossed uh, opening weekend 152. All you uh, people who watch all that shit should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow budget was 180 million. Well, that makes sense, but that right. wasn't even a terrible movie, though. Like, no, that actually has a uh, it has a 90 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and I I would put it at a 75 or eight. I mean, I would lower it a little bit, but it was still like that was a movie where you go, oh, Tom Cruise is actually being someone different for most of the film. And then he turns into Tom Cruise. You're like, okay. You're like, all right. <laughs> but now but I watched that movie for Emily Blunt. Like, I thought she and, was fantastic. Yeah, I thought she was very good in that movie, too. I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, and then for another, um, of course, one of my favorites, in 1996, Independence Day came out, and their budget was $75 million. So and, you, like I And said, that was you back in the day, Bucks. Back in the day. So... <laughs> It's one of those things where, like, you can't do these type of movies without at least close to that. Either you need to do, you know, you can go cheaper and do young adult, but you got to go full on young adult. Or if right. you're making an alien movie, you need a bigger budget. Right. 
exactly. So let's uh, let's also I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on talking about the third wave. Sorry, the fourth wave and the fifth wave until we go into the get movie. to that point. Yeah, okay. yeah. but uh, yeah, it's just it's one of those. Days, and I will tell you, Ringer was a perfect casting. Ringer was perfect casting. Oh for no, the book. she was great. Yeah, it, even book wise, that's the sort of girl you would imagine in exactly. in that role. So that yeah. that certainly works. Uh, but yeah, it's just oh, man. I the book was well written, so there was nothing wrong with the book that way. It was a little bit iffy at times because it is written young adult wise. But they he the guy uh, I think his name is Rick Yancey. He straddled the line of very adult with the actual like young adult kind of thing with how many people they killed and the brutality of how they killed them, which they don't show in yeah, the, PG in the movie. 13, yeah. yeah. Plus, I mean, it's kids getting killed all the time. Like that's the yep. other thing too. True. Which is not but, in I the mean, movie. Did really? You, uh, did you see, um, Oh no, I can't think of it. Damn it. The, uh, Uh-oh. Oh, I hate this so much. <laughs> I don't know where Continue you're going. Continue on. So. It'll come back to me. Okay. I All can right. picture it. It's the camera movie, which I can't think of the name of the camera. It's 1950s. I want to say it's a J.J. Abrams. It's about the oh, kids. Oh, uh, Super 8. Thank you. Oh, of course. Well, I know everything. But that's the same kind of... Yeah, shut up. <laughs> that's the same kind of... Like that... Like the, I. Okay, well, then we could shove it into that realm then. What do you mean? Because it's, it's that same kind of like you're still seeing it from that young person's perspective and watching the horror and de- devastation kind of a deal. Sure, I but mean, I'm talking about not actual on a global scale, yeah. but and I'm talking about actual kids dying too, though. The yeah. so I mean, let's just say one thing from when they get to the to the base where children are being uh, trained and everything. There's a deceased in storage facility. It's called like uh, whatever, like scavenge and process or whatever the fuck it's called. But that's where they go through kids like dead kids' bodies, and every kid has to do it. Like their squad has to do it and they have to go through all the dead people and like strip them of good things that they need and and get rid of the others and throw them in the fucking trash like that's this is a very concentration camp leave yeah us your that's shoes kind oh, of a thing and that's one of the big deals i had with the with the movie was yeah that whole thing was very concentration camp in the book you're supposed to hate the aliens in this movie there's nothing that makes you viscerally hate them like uh have you ever watched the show falling skies Maybe two episodes. All right, it's a it's a very very good show, but it's it plays that line very well of campy and serious. And towards okay. the towards the and I would definitely recommend if you haven't seen Falling Skies, give it a chance. the The last season's a little rushed because they realized they were running out of money and they were finishing up. Like they didn't get canceled, but they knew they where they were going, but they had to kind of rush it a little bit. But right. in the second or third season, the aliens who are invading Earth start to use children against their uh, against humans by basically turning them into aliens and it's like disgusting and they do it to like the best people and you really hate them you're like you fucking aliens how dare you you know like that kind of thing <laughs> like there is no in the book in the book there's a little bit more of that kind of thing of you hate the aliens you're like fuck these guys like they're using us against us and all this kind of visceralness where in the movie, I just didn't get any of it. Like, I'm even trying to look into it more than maybe a person who didn't read the books would be. And I right. still can't. 
I couldn't well, no. get anything from well, it. Well, that's and as someone who I'm coming into this as a complete novice, and I'm watching this movie, and I'm okay. So it it doesn't really know what it is. It's not a young adult. It's not a disaster movie. But I can't say it's an alien movie because haven't, they haven't given you they haven't given me an alien. Like, is this? Are you trying to be Cloverfield? Like, will we just never see them? Like, is it that kind of a deal? Like, what, what? are you doing here? I'm lost, and I'm an hour into the movie. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Even in the book, you only get a glimpse of the aliens as their true form because they're not alien aliens. They're like nothingness. And it seems like a cheap way to get out of it. But the whole point is the whole point is that they had to give up their bodies in order to travel far or something like that. So they basically run as databases. That's kinda and and so they're inside, they're literally inside the humans as a separate person. So they don't have a true form. It's not like Evan Walker is going to open up and he's a green guy. Like, that's not how it is. So they don't explain any of that in the movie whatsoever. But they do in the first book. And I'm not even going into the second book. All the stuff I'm going to talk about except for one, and I will note when I talk about the second book. The first book, it actually goes way more into this stuff. Because basically what happens is the fourth wave is that humans... It's not that humans are taken over by aliens. It's that humans, when they were fucking born, like when mothers were pregnant, these aliens were able to sneak into humans' bodies and awake when they reached a certain age. Right. Well, they kind of touch on the whole sleeper cell thing a little bit, but yes. not to any depth. Yeah, but that's whatsoever. what it is. It's absolutely okay. that. Yeah, that's so they grow up human thinking everything's fine and all of a sudden another consciousness basically takes over your own and most of the time they can't fight it but it seems like Evan does in a way but we'll talk about that later. We will we'll get to that. Yeah. So all I can say is warm bodies. That's immediately where my mind went watching this and I'm like Jesus Christ this is warm bodies. It's a zombie that can feel cuz he feels love. <laughs> I watched that on a plane, and that's why I didn't think that movie was too bad. But then I think when I watched it, like in real life, I was like, "What the fuck is John Malkovich doing? Like, <laughs> why is he in this movie? It makes no sense." Uh, maybe someday we'll have to do that movie. Yeah, we'll we'll see about that. But yeah, so let's just we'll start with the movie, the beginning. They start off with with Cassie going, and this is a scene. This is a very important scene in the book, uh, and they didn't start with it in the book. Uh, but basically, she's walking towards a gas station, and she's got a gun. She's got a rifle. Uh, so this is, you know, she's farther into the future than what they're yeah. going to start with. Right. And she goes into, she's scavenging, and she hears someone in the back room, which also does not happen. The person is being quiet because you should be quiet because you're going to be killed, probably. You know, that kind of thing. He's not right, call- exactly. He's not calling like, out I- for help. And that's kind of what also in this made me go, okay, so are you a plant? Because I'm sorry, have you, have you seen any zombie movie, any type of like, you don't do, whether you're injured or not, because you don't really know who you're calling out to. And that is actually explored in the book. Because this is written from, the book was written from Cassie's point of view for most of the book. But they do switch to Ben and they do switch to Evan. They, so that's how you get actual character development. In the book. That's super young adult. Young adult loves to do that. Absolutely. And they can't or they just don't know how to pull that off in the movie correctly. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, it's just just her uh, most of the time or whatever. So... But she goes in that place and, you know, it's a soldier and he's got, you know, his hand in his coat and he's got a gun 
and he's bleeding, but you can tell he's in pain. You can tell he's bleeding, and he won't lower his. He finally lowers his gun. She's freaking out. He goes to you know. She's like, "Oh, move your hand. Move your you know. Show me your other hand. Show me your other hand." He's like, "I'm worried. My guts will fall out." Like that's all. Tr- that's all in the book. Uh, but then. You know, he pulls out his hand and it's shiny and it ends up being a cross. And But she shoots him anyways because she doesn't know it's a cross. Uh, they leave that a little bit more subjective, though, in the book to that he could still have been an alien. That it wasn't that she just killed a human. But it also does play a lot into her psyche about who she is and what she's capable of doing. Which they right. don't go into at all in this movie. Because <laughs> they, they show it once and then that seems to have not have bothered her. Like, well, the rest like of the time. it's it's the thirty second thing of her writing it in her journal and like reflecting, but then it's really never brought up. Right. Exactly. I want to say I want to say Evan brings it up another well, five seconds later on, but even then, we'll talk about that too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but then they cut back, and you know she does narrating over what the waves were, even though they barely show them. She goes to a like I said, she has a friend who she goes to a party with that never happened. Uh, ben Parrish definitely did not know who she was because that's actually a big deal in the in the movie. But she was the one with the crush on him. He's the star quarterback, you know that kind of you know basic cliche ness. Uh, and then uh, the aliens show up. And they don't do anything for a while. Like, that's that's the ominous part, is the aliens show up and they don't do anything for a long time. And then all of a sudden they hit that first wave, which is the EMP, and they show it in the movie very briefly. They show a plane fall out of the sky, which was, eh, I mean. It was um, uh, War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, is what that was. Yes, yeah, very, very much so. And, I mean, there were... They're similar things. World of the world, of the worlds. The aliens technically worse on the planet before humans, and in this movie, the humans were infected with aliens a long time ago. You know, whenever a generation right. ago, whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, so they just go through those opening scenes, and you basically realize that fuck, you're supposed to dislike the aliens, but who really gives a shit? And what happens is Cassie is left with her young brother Sam. Uh, and they have a horrible line in this movie where he's introducing, he's getting introduced to people and he's like, my name is Sam, but people call me Sammy, but then my sister called me Sam's. And you're like, okay, bro. Like, that's, that's great. Like, what, uh, was that supposed to be interesting? Like, I, I don't know. Well, see, now, now this character confused me because it was one of those, I understand you need to give her a reason to do everything she's doing, yes. but I could give a shit what happens to this little kid. You, she's, he's kind of a pain in the ass. There's not a lot of heartfelt stuff that really goes on between them, at least not in the movie, that right. makes me care at all what happens to this. Well, it's a, yeah. In, in the book, obviously, there's more. They go through the death of, her, of their mother together. Like, she takes care of him. Obviously, she has to become, like, the mom. Uh, Ron Livingston wasn't a bad cast for this role of the dad, but he has, <laughs> but he has nothing to do. Where in the book, the dad now, you know, bear in mind, the dad still is killed in the book, so he's still, it's still all about Cassie. But right. the dad is much smarter and has more wisdom in the book than he gets to show in the movie. Uh, okay. So it, it, you know, they definitely and and we'll talk about we'll talk about the Sam. We'll talk about Sam's later. Uh, when we get more to the base because they ruined whatever they were supposed to be trying to do with him. So we'll, we'll get to that for sure. Uh, but yeah, so 
Uh, it's it ends up being you know her mom dies. Pretty much everyone she knows dies. She thinks Ben Parrish dies. Uh, she sees him the last day of school when the well the, when the EDM hits for the first. Did I say EDM? <laughs> <laughs> you know what sometimes i feel when edm hits here that life is over so that's <laughs> e- emp wow yep yep when when the emp hits <laughs> that's the uh, hashtag i want to let you know it's going on this episode i'm running it down right hashtag now. edm yeah yep. I, I could see it or right, hashtag edm life is over yeah yep so <laughs> uh she still has her crush on on ben parrish who she never met. Now, Ben Parrish, I also don't think was a great casting call with this one. He's supposed to be like the more jock high school kid kind of thing. Uh, where in this movie, I didn't see that as much. Uh, no. But, you know, not really a big deal. I just love the fact that this is his second second Zack movie. Because, I mean, I loved him in Jurassic World. Oh, shit. That was him. <laughs> Wow! I, knew you didn't pick up I on did that. not pick up on it. I hate the movie even more now. <laughs> Fuck! Uh, no, no, no. Uh, so, uh, Cassie. So, I guess one of the big moments is that Cassie, her dad, and brother, because they can't stay at home. Like there are marauders around. The leftover humans are like trying to ransack. They have no food. They have like they don't go into any of this about them being hungry, like any of that kind of stuff, which obviously happens. Right. Um, Dead bodies are just piled in the streets. Uh, burned bodies are all over the place because people could not. It basically, if you, you can't keep up with that, yeah, You're absolutely, exactly. And you had you had only a small window of opportunity to. It was only certain people that survived the virus. Like that's just the way it was because the avian, the blue, the birds are all over the world and they just like pooping and shitting on everyone. And that's how shit gets, you know. <laughs> That's just how it works. So, well, which they touch into, like there's seven birds to every one human, blah blah blah. Your your numbers are against yeah. you. Seventy birds to one. Seventy, human. Yeah. right? But but they don't go into the horrificness of this. You know what I mean? Well, right. And they say avian flu. Like your mind, my mind would not have gone to this is a tweaked version of Ebola. Like that's a whole other level of, st- of stuff you got to deal with. Yeah, exactly. Because also with Ebola, when they die, they would just start spurting up blood, which would infect other people. Like right, it's right. a ton of stuff. But yeah, so they didn't go into that. like this is more. This is similar to like the like Stephen King, The Stand. That's okay. how little yeah. amount, like maybe more, maybe a little bit more people survive this. But that's how like terrible the aliens are supposed to be. Is without even washing, like they didn't even come down and do this themselves. They got their dirty work done. You know, without even having to lift a finger, basically, like that kind of thing. So that's why you're also supposed to not like them. So one of the one of the pinnacle moments of the film is that they go to this little camp that they find, and they don't go into in the movie any of the dynamics of the camp, which they did in the book. So there were already people running it that weren't the smartest, you know. So the dad had to be more the leader-ish type person, but still keep low, you know, like all that kind of stuff. All those little bits and pieces that make a book better they do not go into in the film uh she has a a boy there that likes her and they go through a lot of things with that she's taking care more of sam sam does have that stupid uh, stupid teddy bear that does happen you know in the in the book he's like five so whatever you know right he lost his mom he's probably not gonna live that long kind of thing you know hey which is almost one of those how have you survived this long anyway like i feel like you would have been one like you would have got the kid that got sick and would like uh, you know like i could see them easily killing him off like technically 
in the I mean, if you think uh, percentage wise, they probably had the most people of a family survive. Like only right. losing one was probably like the best thing you could have happen. Right. Yeah, that kind of thing. But yeah, uh, they show up and there's lots of things that go on in this camp. But basically the dad gives her he does give her a gun at one point, which happens in the movie. And that's smart. Very, very smart of, of the dad to do that kind of thing because he kind of saw what was going on. But then also, the big difference in this whole thing is that in the book, they come and they collect the kids, only the kids. They don't, you know, they make the they make the false the false claim that yeah they're going to come back for the parents, but they only collect the children. Cassie is not considered a kid. I was going to say. Yeah, so she does not, there is no, hey, I left my bear, this is what happens in the movie, I left my bear in the thing. And instead of her telling people, like, give me a minute, I have to go get the bear, she just runs off like crazy. No um, no, no army guy, no, no one thinks it's, yeah. there's a problem. And then the buses leave without her, and Sam does not put up a fight. Like, he is not yelling, like, hey, stop the bus. My sister, who you just saw get off, is is over there now. She right, needs to get on the bus. Right, or doesn't even try to get off the bus himself. Yeah, nothing. Uh, so none of that's not how it happens. Uh, but the but Colonel Vosh, who is Liv, Liv Schreiber's character, he does show up with the army people, and everyone thinks they're saved. That's the whole point, of course. Who wouldn't think that? Now, they stay with them, I think, a couple days, trying to, like, you know, go over certain things or take control over over certain things. Now, what happens in the movie is that Cassie, who's still apparently unaccounted for all the time now, she is outside of the main cabin or whatever the fuck they have. She sees everything go down in the cabin itself where Colonel Vosh, for some reason, tells people that the fourth wave or the fifth wave is that aliens are among them, which makes no sense to tell people that, right? It doesn't well, from no, his point see, of view. From, yeah, but I th- but they have to do that because they haven't established that they were there before the EMP. Well, yes, but there's a way in the book that they establish it that would have been better. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like it didn't okay. have to be done there, but what they do is it, it the, all, everything goes down in this cabin where they start talking and then the rambunctious people themselves start pulling out guns and freaking out saying that they're not aliens. And, you know, the person next to them might be an alien or whatever. Like, all that all that kind of stuff. Which you can see happening. You can. Because those th- people are, those survivalists are already paranoid to begin with. Well, sure. But let's just, but let's mention, though. So, they, when, when the fire started, when, you know, uh, sorry, fire, when the, when the gunfire started, they lost some of their soldiers as well because right. of that. In the book, they just fucking wipe them out. It's a slaughter. Right. And that's Which- better. That, that's yeah. a better way to do it because why would Vosh tip his hand? Why right. would he even tip his hand or lose anyone? There's exactly. no point. There's no point to it. Uh, obviously, the dad is killed in, in, the, uh, in the hall there uh, because Cassie runs away and then runs back after you know everyone's left, after all the military guys are gone. Right. Uh, so obviously, well, that's what's so weird is I would say obviously in the book, you're like, oh, well, fuck them. They're aliens. Like that's that's what you come to a conclusion about. I don't know. That's that's what I did, and that's what I think most people did. But they go into it more later about why you know all that kind of stuff. In yeah, this one, they walk out, and you're like, oh, well, maybe they're not aliens, because why would you think they would be? Well, I think that's one of the. Okay, so as soon as this scene came on for me, it, it's either it's either going two ways. Either they are aliens, 
or the government's evil. Because the government is never good in any of these situations, ever. Very true. Or there's some, or there's some sort of uh, underlying evil thing that you're like, it's Area 51 that nobody, what do you mean nobody told me about this? They're like, well, we don't tell anybody about this. Like, it's that kind of, like, it's either one of those kind of things. Right. Or it's, a, like, they're never, they're, if they were, could able to, if they were able to take over the world, we wouldn't need a heroine. Like, it's like, you're clearly the bad person here. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I just, uh, I thought they would do it a little bit better because- uh, they the way they do it is if they come out sure you can say are they evil for sure you can say that but they just come out of it and they leave and you can say oh well they had to kill those people because they were stupid like because they were firing on them right. what were they supposed to do you know that kind of thing but that's not the way it's supposed to go so anyways this leaves Cassie all by herself and now she has to fend so she goes back she gets a rifle uh, which they would also not allow to be left around. Uh, by the way, uh, they also in the book light all that shit on fire, so she wouldn't be getting it that way either. Right, right. I was gonna say they destroy the camp because there's no reason for them to have to keep coming back to this thing because people keep sh- would keep showing up. Yeah, how it would. Yeah, because wouldn't yeah wouldn't survivors show up and go, hey, there are military guys here and there are regular people. Oh, I wonder what happened. Maybe the military can't be trusted. You know, like. <laughs> Tons right of- or yeah it, like there's a lot of ways that they like they have to take out well but and they just can't keep it as a as a holding that where more potential humans could survive like that's just an easy like you got to burn down the nest kind of a deal right what you're supposed to get out of that and what they kind of go and they never use this word in the in the movie but they call them silencers aliens that have been living in humans for years and years and years who have an awake who have awakened and are now just the aliens in the human bodies or whatever they're called silencers that's the fourth wave is aliens among humans set to kill humans to to get rid of the last of them right 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 so that's what the government is as well because they've been placed in powerful people as well as random people which you know, would that, make sense yeah exactly you want to you want to hit the the top of the totem pole, but you also want to be mixed in with everyone else. So Cassie goes out alone. That's where she goes back into the, you know, you see the gas station thing again where she's writing in her journal or diary or whatever. And they don't talk at all about her surviving in the woods because that takes a long time too. It's it's her surviving in the woods, which is a big part of the story because she's by herself. She's trying to make a plan because she's got to get to Wright Patterson, which where Sam is, you know, all that kind of stuff. They don't really go into that at all in the movie. And then they also switch over in the movie to Ben Parrish. Now, in the book, Ben Parrish is close to death. Uh, He barely survives the virus. So most of your introduction back to him which you actually don't even really see him in the beginning anyways, your introduction to him in the first place is that he is just a regular person who is trying to survive the virus but on the brink of death. Okay. And then the army comes in and slaughters everyone, but he, of course, is you know on the brink of death and is just about to survive, and they quote-unquote save him and take him to Wright-Patterson. So he's not one of these... So he's close to death. When he gets there, basically, he's he's over the virus, but he he looks like a zombie, which is the reason. So he's not a regular average looking teenager. He's a malnourished skin and bones of a previous star quarterback. Like, okay, so, so that's yeah, why yeah. the casting also doesn't work. So he's with, a concentration camp. Exactly. Survivor. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, okay. So they switch to him. And then in the movie, 
they have that army woman who is the lab woman, right? The one with the like Russian looking with the white white blonde hair or whatever the fuck looks really weird. Yeah. She's the one that introduces. So basically they take all the children and they take them and in the book it's called Wonderland. It's not called it's not just a medical procedure. It's a procedure where they read all your fucking memories and store it because that's kind of important. It's not done in the movie at all. What they no. just what they just do in the movie is the woman just basically says, like, oh, there are aliens among us. Do you want to see one? And she's kind of condescending about it. But she shows a kid in this other side of a cell or something. And you yeah, can two way two way mirror kind of a deal. And it's and it's one of it's she's testing him. I mean, that's all it is. That's what we're, I'm testing whether or not you could kill another kid. Yeah. And. They sh- he shows a they show a gog there's like this goggle thing that they put on and you can see so clear that there's a green alien in their oh, head. Oh no, yeah, my <laughs> mind went to oh my god, Futurama. I have yes. so many memes brain, for this brain, brain slug, slug planet. <laughs> yes. Yep. But what's funny is it's so comical that you would think even though they would kill you probably you could just turn around and be like that's not real. Like no, don't yeah. don't be. That's stupid. all CGI. Yeah, like, that's really really dumb because that doesn't even look like a brain. So no. I don't even know what's going on here. Uh, but of course, you know, she hands him a thing and the test is, can you press this button to kill it? And he does. Um, now, in the book, that's a completely different character. That's a lab woman, not an army person. It's a lab woman and she she doesn't even get Ben until Ben has a huge rehab thing with Colonel Vosh. Where Vosh is the one who like handpicks him and is like, we got to get these alien sons of bitches. Like, I need you. Like, basically scrubbing what he is and making him zombie instead of Ben Parrish kind of thing. So right. that's completely gone in the movie. Right. Which, which that actually had a question about that because all of a sudden he is this colonel's best friend and they give you no backstory for why you're suddenly the head of your thing and doing yeah. this and like they it's you just are exactly okay no nope, because you don't seem like a superhuman person <laughs> yeah. where like you're not a super soldier right. by any means like i don't see why they'd be like clearly this kid could run this and that's the point too is he's not and he takes him a lot of work because he was just a quarterback kid they're all kids they're all kids right. no one's superhuman everyone's they're not aliens they're just regular right. people so in the book it is like a concentration camp where you know they're they're squadrons they're squadrons of kids, and each one of them has a corporal or a leader. Now, the one they just they kind of molded the lab person in the movie with this colonel, which is Colonel Resnick, and yep. Resnick's a dick. Resnick is the one who punches the kids and uses all the information from Wonderland to make fun of their personal lives. So when when uh, the doctor in the movie, when the do- or the the army woman, whatever in the movie, looks at his locket and is like, "Oh, is this your sister?" Well, in Wonderland, it shows that Ben was a fucking coward and let his sister die from, like, uh, I think it was burglars or house raiders or whatever. Like, he let his sister, and now that haunts him. So he uses that against him all the time. Like, it's very, we need to break these people down. Oh, yeah, and this is all brainwashing. Brainwash, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. So in the, in the movie, uh, sorry, in the book also, there's, there are a bunch of different squads. And in these squads, they all have to compete against each other as well. So th- games. yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. We'll not kill each other, but like no, no, yeah, but the the highest ranking squads get to go out into the field, you know, like all that kind of stuff. So they bring in Ringer, 
they bring in Ringer to help them get up in the rankings, which is they briefly ta- show that she sh- tells them how to shoot better. But it's more That's than it. that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's more than that. And he see this is the other thing too. Sam is not brought in as a oh he's a young kid and he doesn't go through this. Sam went through all of this with him. So he has a they all have shaved heads and they've all been beaten down and Sam's nickname is Nugget and yeah. his is Zombie and there's Ringer and there's Teacup they're Teacup all the and, So yeah. you actually learn personalities from all these people and right. they lose one of their members because he goes he goes psycho he goes Dorothy they call it and he goes psycho and is and kills himself basically or gets killed because he's trying to kill other people and that's where they go to the sorting fa- uh, facility at one point and it's his one of his body it's his body and a whole ton of others that they're going through and that's when they start getting a little bit iffy because they're like they told us he was okay yeah. and now he's showing up dead but they can't show that they're scared or worried about it but those right. are the first inklings of what's going on here is there something else that we don't know about none of this stuff is in the movie and this is supposed to make you hate you're supposed to hate resnick you're supposed to hate these people that are making their lives shit and really you know they're training these kids to kill people to kill humans without them even knowing it you know that kind of thing so it's more badass and more sickening in the book than they ever show in the movie yeah, I can say you sold me on the book. Like, I've already put it in my Amazon account. Well, don't go crazy. The, it's okay. The book sounds good. Well, it's okay. It compares into the movie. Well, I'm like, yeah, this well, is a sure. completely different movie. I'm just saying like, there are what? probably much better books I can recommend to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I'm just saying. Well, I'm taking, yeah. This is, I'm guessing, a fairly easy read, though. Yes, it is. And I, I will finish the second one. And I will probably do the third because I like to know what happens. You know, I have to, right. you know, that kind See of thing. It, yeah. But I was asked to, to read these. It's the same as someone asked me to read Hunger Games. So I did. Like, I, believe me, I have read Hunger Games and that's why I can make fun of it so much is because I know the in and outs of the story and I know how bad of a writer she is. This guy's not a bad writer. Rick Yancey is not a bad writer. It's the translation to the movie that blows. That's Which just, is always yeah. hard because there's no book that's translated perfectly well into no absolutely they're not written that way right and yeah because you get one of the things that yancey does very well and i'm not sure how he does it maybe he has a a young kid you know a young girl at home or something like that but he her inner monologue is very well written for a young person that has to deal with the consequences of the new world her her inner like oh i still like boys you know, because when she meets Evan Walker, she's like, well, holy shit, this guy's cute. But I don't know if I can even trust him. Like, there's lots of inner monologue stuff that's very well written. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. So he so, can still yeah. do that immaturity level and bring that level to it. And yeah, yeah, Both. Yeah, exactly. Because okay. she, even though she was a loner, it doesn't mean she just all of a sudden knows how to survive by yeah, herself. Yeah, you're not automatically an adult. Like, exactly. you yeah, know. Exactly. So I guess that that's a good way to leave that. So just know that even though in the in the movie they don't train... Uh, they don't train Sam and they don't do anything with him and he's left as just like a kid that needs to be saved. In the book, yeah. he is trained. It turns out he just joins, he just happens to join uh, Zombies Squadron with Ringer. But they actually teach him and he actually has to be an adult. You know what I mean? Like he goes through having to kill people. He, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, let's leave Let's leave Ben and, and Ringer and them for, for a second there. And let's go to Evan Walker. 
Cassie is is walking along to Wright Patterson, and she comes up, and I thought scenery wise, they kind of hit most of the marks on what I what I imagined uh, this stuff to be like. You know, woods are easy, but she comes out to a street to a main highway where it's littered with cars. It's very zombie esque, you know, like apocalypse esque yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Uh, and there are fresh bodies on the floor on the on the ground they're shot in the back they're shot in the head you know all that kind of stuff and then all of a sudden she gets shot through the leg and she rolls underneath a car and they don't really show it as much here but she basically has to decide she stays under the car for a lot longer than she does in the movie in the book and she has to decide hey am i gonna bleed to death underneath the car do i have to fight back so she kind of does the same thing in the movie where she runs away and she starts firing now by the way there are only so many bullets in that clip and when you're done with that, it doesn't keep clicking after you're done. The, the right. barrel's yeah. out, you know, no. whatever. But yeah. she uses all of, and I just want to make this because this was a, a thing that they fucked up in the movie. There are no more bullets in that gun when she's done. Uh, and then she passes out. That's kind of what happened. But this one was, in the movie, it looks like, wait, how? why did you just pass out there? Like, that makes right. no sense. Yeah. It, it's, but she is bleeding profusely in the in the book. Right. So she wakes up. And she's in a farmhouse and she doesn't know where she is and her she's bandaged and she's in an IV. She has an IV uh, and it's a teenager, basically, maybe a little bit older, maybe 18, because I think he mentions in the book that college. Yeah. College level. Yeah. Something like that. It's Evan Walker and fuck that movie for for one thing. Oh, we'll get to it. I, I don't want to say it now. <laughs> I don't want to say it now. But basically, it's like another handsome guy. It's another handsome guy because Duh. apparently, apparently, in every young adult uh, movie and book, every single person's attractive. Uh, so the girl always has multiple choices. Apparently, the guys never have multiple choices for what no, girls to go to. Twilight. With. She's got two people. There's in, two people in Hunger Games. Hunger There's Games. two people in uh, Divergent. Yeah, I mean, she picks one pretty quickly in Divergent. Still, but still, yes, you you are correct, and she's not a looker either so i don't know how she got the guy that she's with. <laughs> oh i'm so mean uh wow oh my goodness <laughs> anyway oh, <God. laughs> hey we gotta add more humor to this I'm... sassy sassy uh so yeah 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 it once again it's kind of but it's not but it's not exactly a love triangle in this in this movie or no. book or book really because she does have feelings for ben paris but she thinks he's dead and right. it's just a crush. It's a 16-year-old girl's crush. It's not like, you know, whatever. For a long... She has to take a long rehab time. This was a major of uh, a pinpoint shot. It wasn't just a wild shot. This was a shot to capture someone, which they don't talk about in the movie. It was a shot done on purpose, not to kill, but to capture kind of thing. He, You know... It's a long time in the book of a lot of trust issues, a lot of, you know, like why, you know, she thinks right away he's an other. She's like, why would I trust you? Like you're you're still alive. You're in this nice house. The world is falling apart and you're somehow living here. Totally like, cool. yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. And he goes he goes, quote unquote, hunting every night and leaves her alone and locks her in the room like there's a bunch of stuff that happens in the book that doesn't happen in the movie in the movie they have one scene where she tries to get out of bed falls he comes he gets her he like changes her bandage for her and then she's like i need to leave and he's like okay i'll go with you like that's cool yeah that is not at all how it happens in the in the book 
Um, also in the book, when she finally is able to walk around, she goes ahead and she finds the rifle in his barn or whatever. And he confronts her because obviously she he she's like, wait a second, you're the one. You're the one who shot me, blah, blah. In this one, she finds the handgun. I don't know where the rifle went. She finds a handgun and somehow it has a full clip. So I don't, yeah, I don't know why he would have loaded her gun before. It makes no sense. Uh, But she questions him about it, but it's not like a real, like, no, yeah, kind of thing. They're just like, he's just over. He's like, oh, I I found it and I put it there under the floorboards. So I brought it with me under the floorboards. I forgot. Like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just a lot, obviously, that goes more into the book. And also, they flip over to Evan Walker's point of view. Evan Walker is a non-caring, kill-any-human-being-whatsoever person. That's or alien, robot. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. He, he goes into his history. He lost his girlfriend in the third wave. He lost his whole family in the third wave. But he doesn't care. Like, he is that alien that doesn't, you know, it doesn't it, it matter. flipped over. Right. What he ends up doing, basically, is stalking Cassie. He stalks her from way before the gas station. So he knows about it. Like, he's been watching her and, like, getting this stalker's lust or love for her somehow. I don't know why, but he does. So he, like, sneaks. He When she's asleep at night in the woods, before this any of this happened, he would, like, read her journal and stuff. That's how he knows about Ben Paris. As a, so he's been stalking her for a long time. Paper. Yeah, like a long time. Nice. Uh, which, yeah, makes it a little bit even worse. You know, that kind of, that kind of thing. But so let's not, let's not say what the fucking movie pretended. So he shot her. He shot her to get her into his, into his house. Like right. he had to fight the alien in himself not to kill her. But, right. he shot, but he shot her to get her in the house. In the movie, they show a flashback where he killed two other alien guys to, that yeah, shot her. Save her, yeah, right. That is not what happened. I mean, now it is, I guess, in the lore of the movie, that is what happened. But in the books, that is not what happened. So Cassie ends up figuring that out and calling him on it later on when they're like escaping. When they go to when they're on their way to Wright Patterson, in the book. Uh, sorry, in the movie, she gets caught up by those. There are two guys that are like, Evan Walker, you're out of your quadrant, you know, whatever. And they attack him. And that's where he starts like tossing people, which is funny. <laughs> like, he's, yeah. just, he's just tossing people in the air and like beating the shit out of them, which is true that he does have that power base in the book. That's yeah, fine. But wouldn't everybody else? You would think. So it's kind of like. Well, but here's but here's the deal. In the book, they weren't attacked by older older alien guys whatever yeah yeah, yeah. the the silencers they were attacked by a squadron of children and he starts beating the shit out of them then they they actually get him they actually get him and they shoot him and stuff and that's when cat cassie has the ability to leave him for dead but is falling for him somehow i still don't know well that's just it though is it what is it the nightingale syndrome it might be a little or bit. Stockholm. It might be a little bit, but it's also that she's a 16-year-old girl, and that's yeah. an attractive guy who loves her. Like basically, he confesses his True. love for her and says, like, and that's because before they leave on the trip, or right when they leave on the trip, she knows he's an alien, but he's basically said, "I love you, and I will help you get your brother back." So she's allowing him because she knows his power. Like she knows he's very fat, right. quick. 
and is great with a gun and can, is great for you know hand to hand combat and stuff. So she's ba- basically taking the lesser of two evils kind of thing. You know what I mean? But she hates herself for doing it, but she still has feelings for him as well. So it's that complication of, I guess, being a 60... Right, Kelly? I mean, come on. You've had it where, you know, when you were younger, that guys are aliens and, you know, you had to decide in order to save the human race and your little brother, right? I mean, that happens. Well, you're all aliens, but... um. <laughs> That's uh, a little too much self-sacrifice on my end to be completely. Yeah, okay, sure. Well, I'll tell you the writing. The writing was still a little iffy in that part for the book because you're still like, "Hey, Cassie, you're going to basically." So they didn't. They allude to it, but basically in the book, they kind they have like alien sex, which is like, oh he, my god, like cone heads. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Because every time um, I think alien sex, Conan. So yeah, it's, that, yep. it's more that he's able to like open up his soul to that like alien database kind of thing, and they kind of oh. like interlock souls or something like that. It's touching the cones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's exactly <laughs> touching the cones. I mean, it's, awesome. it's like, or it's like uh, in Futurama where they have to the meld the when uh, Bender and the uh, the um. <sighs> the the ship remember and they had to like <gasps> meld yes. mines or whatever or whatever oh, yeah. it's sort of like that kind of thing so they okay. basically have like a thing that's even bigger than sex uh and she lets him okay yeah where in the book i mean sorry in the movie she sees him like bathing in a stream and she's like oh look at them abs like th- that kind of thing and they kiss after he like tends her wound <laughs> so that kind of thing yeah, but that's so young adult. Like, that doesn't surprise me at all. Oh, for sure. But in the book, it's a little bit more than that. Like, she falls completely in love with him. Like, they are both, by the time they they get to write Patterson, they are completely in love. Like, that kind of thing. And she leaves him. They, they devise a similar plan. They devise a similar plan to let her go into write Patterson and that by herself the same way Sam did. And okay. then he would then... Go ahead and sneak in and, and do whatever. So that is at least similar, but he's injured too. He's already injured because in the book, he that that battalion of little kids still have guns. And when he's saving Cassie, you know, he can't run right through him, so he does get shot like a couple of times, I think. Or like injures, yeah, like his groin and his like rib case. I don't know, some fucking yeah, shit. And and you know what, man? He still sucked it up. He did oh, he did. In the Same. movie, nothing happens to him. Basically, he disposes awesome. of those two guys. And, and makes it work. Yeah, and has no issues whatsoever. Um, <laughs> so I guess I guess let's cut back. Let's cut back now to Ben Parrish. Because you have to say Ben Parrish. Ringer, Ringer shows up. And even though she is a badass chick, there is no... There is none of that uh, little speech she gave in the movie. Where she comes into the male dorm and she's like... I'm a woman and you can't touch Hear me. Hear me and, roar. Yeah, and if you if you touch me, I'll kill you and you know, blah blah and then punching that guy in the nuts or whatever. Like none of that stuff happens. She's she's a girl that people already know not to fuck with and okay. it's not a thing. But zombie does have a thing for her from the beginning. You know, that okay. and and you kinda can tell that she kinda does too, but won't show it, you know, that that kind of thing. They are they make their way up to like the top of the three squads. So they get to go out into the an actual mission. And that happens in the movie sort of. They get to go out in a mission. 
and right. Colonel Vosh talks to them and says like, hey, he talks to Ben and says like, hey, th- it's more of a heart to heart in the book than is the movie. But they go out and I thought this was hilarious. So they go out in black stealth, but the fucking visors that they have to wear over their eyes that are supposed to tell people what aliens are, are hugely bright. Like yeah, hugely Google bright. goggles, like they're bad yeah. Google goggles. Actually, With a light on them. Did Sega Genesis said something like that, didn't they? You know, you're talking about Nintendo with a Virtual Boy? Yes. Yeah. I have a couple of Virtual Boys, actually. See? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Yeah, they're huge, and they light up, which means they're easy targets for your fucking right. head. Head targets. Yeah, head targets is, yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that a porn? I want to say yes to that, actually. <laughs> I just wanted the moment of silence for everyone in the audience <laughs> to also be thinking about that. Right. Good title, anyways. If they, they should use that just in case. So they go off now. This is again where the book is different from the movie. They do do the whole bus uh, explosion to get away, but it's not. There are people there, but it's it's actually the it's actually Resnick, the one that I told you doesn't exist in the movie. It's him shooting at the people. It's him shooting, and it's him there to make sure they do what they're supposed to do, or he's going to kill them. Interesting. Yeah. So, so really, he set up a fake mission to test them. Yes. There's a whole dynamic that is not shown in the movie. So in the in the movie, they're obviously in the movie they're supposed to find this group of aliens, you know, quote unquote alien terrorists or whatever you want to call them. Right. So they've got the lenses that show that comic green alien awesome. in the heads. Yeah, yeah. Which is dumb. They start fighting those people. Uh, one of them does get killed. I forget which one. It means nothing in the movie because they actually have real names and characters in the book. Uh, but right. I forget. I think it's Oompa uh, dies in the movie. So at least that happened in the book as well. I'm, I'm fine okay. with that. But then also, we've, we didn't mention this. During the Wonderland procedure, during the one where they test people to kill an alien or whatever, which th- actually, by the way, is not an alien. It's just a fake thing in there. Uh, right. But uh, they put a little uh, pill in the back of your neck, which is, they say, it's it's the tracker for them. And it is a tracker. But what it also does, and you put this together, is it's actually, if you take it out, you'll have, the lens is what makes a green thing appear in the person's right. head or whatever, and the tracker keeps it from appearing on yours. I mean, it's, it's, it's brilliant in a way. It's simple. Uh, right. And these are kids, so they're not going to yeah. really think about no. it. Yeah. So in the book, I believe Ringer does it. Ringer takes out the the um, Ringer takes it out on herself because she's just pissed off. She's like, right. "Fuck these guys! Like I'm I hate done. this." Yeah, and that's when it's just between Zombie and Ringer that they have it out of. He's like, "You're an alien," you know, and they go back and they're like, "Oh," and then they put it together. In here, where they do it in the movie, it's like all of a sudden they're the smartest people in the world. Right. <laughs> There's the like, whole squad. It just clicks. Yeah. All the things that they went through in the training and all that kind of stuff they're just like oh no no one's an alien the army yeah the army's an alien are aliens we're the the, it's just it was so funny i started laughing out loud of how quickly they put everything together where in the book they actually had to work things out and have other things happen that actually brought this this epiphany on uh, but the yeah. brainwashing they would have had in the book that it wouldn't have been that fast of a turnaround, but they didn't give you that in the movie uh, so they could make it true, work. True. Yeah, very true. In the book, Zombie and, and Ringer track Resnick and kill him. And then they do something similar to the movie 
they have to find the right place to shoot zombies so that he can go back by himself. So that is true. That does happen. You know, and it's not Ringer does not want to shoot him like it seems like in the movie. It's just, you know, that's supposed to be, I guess, her badass character more in the movie. She uh, they she does shoot him in a appropriate place. But in the sorry, in the book, he takes it way more seriously because it is a serious wound where in the movie he's just like walking around again after he gets. Oh, yeah, I'm up. cool. Yeah, yeah, it was it was nothing like that in the book. He's Flesh still. Wound. Yeah, he basically gets the wound infected, I believe. Yeah, the wound becomes infected in the second book and it sucks. It's more realistic in the book than it is in the movie, of course. Of course. <sighs> Whew, man, I'm getting tired talking about this shit. <laughs> so they go ahead and... We're getting there. Don't worry. Yeah, we're getting there. Oh, what I did also forgot. I looked up in the goof section of because I remember laughing at this when the movie was on as well. Uh, when Cassie first tries to like run away from Evan Walker in the uh, in the house in the farmhouse, she mm. trips on a wire that sets off like pots and pans to make noises. You know, basic right. basic things. You know, for yeah, the pro- the um to make sure no one comes in his facility or whatever. That line that line is gone as soon as Evan what runs by, and I was like, Evan, watch out, you're gonna trip. But no, he was fine. <laughs> it was just gone. Which would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have actually been a lot of fun. Uh, and by the way, there were no, there were there were eyes they called them, but not drones, and they weren't as prevalent as just watching them above. Like it was way more than that uh, in the book than in the movie okay. too. They kind of they simplified all that shit for the for yeah. the movie. Let's just let's start from here. Ben Ben goes back. He basically says all of his you know all of his uh, squad is dead. Yeah, platoon has been yeah. taken away. Blah blah blah. In the movie, in the movie, Sam is tied up by Ben because he doesn't want him coming to the mission. In the book, he's not allowed to go to the mission yet. Okay. So either way, he has to go back to get him. So that's fine, right. storyline wise. That's fine. Uh, so then also, Cassie makes it in uh, to the uh, uh, facility. She does kill or no actually she doesn't even kill the woman lab person in the which book is, which actually that lab person they're calling calling her sergeant Re- resnick just oh, so okay. you know so she should so. have been way meaner and there should have yeah. just i don't know why they couldn't just have a lab woman yeah whatever budget uh, yeah she doesn't go through wonderland she doesn't do any of that kind of stuff she just gets a suit and starts walking obviously there's there's more trickery and and walking around and almost getting caught in the book right yeah but now Ben, who goes back now, obviously in the book he had a more personal relationship with with Vosh. Vosh instead in the movie just sits him down in front of a whole bunch of other people and is like, "Yeah, I'm an alien. What are you gonna do about it?" Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> that's it. He's like, "I'm gonna stop lying if you stop lying. What do you know?" Like it's yeah. that. Yeah, he just and in the in the book Ben still keeps the facade up. That he doesn't think anyone except for the people he's supposed to be killing are aliens. And Voss says, I'm not sure if I believe you. I'm going to put you through Wonderland again. Because Wonderland's important because it reads your fucking mind. Reads right. your memories and all that kind of stuff. <sighs> so annoying. I don't know why they couldn't just do this in the movie. <laughs> it's easy enough. It's fucking easy enough. Cassie in the book. Cassie, Sam, and Ben get uh, get caught, basically. And... Vosh is going to electrocute Sam in front of his sister. Awesome. That's what happens in the book. And that's when still beaten up Evan Walker goes ahead and breaks in and kills like five different soldiers and attacks Vosh 
and saves everyone, basically. Okay. Which is a little bit cooler than just breaking in. bombs off everywhere. Yeah, and which he does, but he does that after he saves yeah. everybody you know that on kind top of, of the yeah yeah and that's again where people get introductions and now in the movie obviously uh evan knows who ben is but in this one he sees a picture of ben but still doesn't know who he is when he sees him uh, not well, even a day you see later a picture once and then it's one of those he looks oh, exactly the same true <laughs> it looks exactly the same but yeah you're right i probably if i was evan i wouldn't be thinking about the other guy anyways either so you know he's thinking hey i'm gonna have alien sex with cassie over here you know however they did it, <laughs> however it works. hashtag alien sex let me continue that's, with the list that's a good one as well uh so in the movie it's just that evan shows up says yeah he you know he loves her probably or i don't even remember and then says he's gonna set up a bunch of bombs to get out you know get sam and get out of there they do in both go ahead and evacuate all the rest of the squadrons of children. They they do do that. Uh, also, uh, there is huge explosions when everyone's out. But Vosh does not have the ability to go get them in the field when they're leaving, which he does in the movie, which is very strange. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He Chains just down or whatever. He watches them and then gets in the helicopter. Even though some somehow he knows the place is supposed to blow up, I don't I don't know how that works. Uh, the dramatic it's also a lot more dramatic with the rescue uh, than it was in the in the movie itself. But basically, Ringer shows up, but it's more of them, and they they show up, and it's more of like they have to die because there's, it's basically the whole base is falling into a crater, and they have to dive to the Humvee or whatever, however they did it. But the whole thing you're supposed to think of is is Evan Walker alive or dead. You know, right. Which he's basically superhuman. Yeah, he's basically superhuman. Right. Yeah, he's so a super soldier. Did he survive or not? You know that kind of thing. So that's okay. all Cassie is thinking about in the end of the book. Like, but they don't go on. There's no meeting at the end when they're like, "Let's have Where some." They're all camping. Yeah. Oh, you guys used to knew know each other in high school. Oh, cool. here's some beans and shit. Like, no, <laughs> fuck that. And that whole little speech, the or the whole little talk between uh, Ben and Cassie, where he's like. Oh, uh, you're named after stars, right? You're Cassiopeia. And they do go into that a lot in the book earlier on in the story. But Ben knows nothing about this because he doesn't even know her fucking name. Right. So that little back and forth is ridiculous. And then him saying, well, my name comes from Ben and Jerry's. Jerry's. My dad liked Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Fucking stupid. Uh, (laughs) It was really dumb. And then her going back and like Ringer gave, giving her like a look like, don't you go near my man. Like that's n- that didn't fucking happen. Like <laughs> it's just it's so much teen drama. Yeah. And Sam's still acting like a baby with the bear and stuff like that is not the way he is in the book. Anymore. No, anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. He is. He's still a kid. He's a five year old kid, but he's been beaten down and partially brainwashed into being like an adult soldier kind of thing. Yeah. So he's not a badass. He's not a superhuman. No, 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 but, but he knows how still... to use a fucking gun and he's not carrying around a fucking bear. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So I don't know why the choice was not to go in those directions. But yeah, that whole ending scene where they're all happy and stuff is not the way the book ends. The book ends with Cassie being like, fuck, is the love of my life dead? Is he ever coming back? zombies almost dead because he's infected uh what are we gonna do they do not say we're going to go look for all those children it's more we have to fucking survive 
what are right. we going to do? Like it's more right. dire than that. They have to find food. They have to there's still pestilence, there's still rats and birds and all this shit. There's, you know, and now there are going to be aliens looking for them too. Right. You know, all that kind of stuff. So the book ends on a much happier note, I guess. Uh but not in the not in the book. Okay. Not in the book. So yeah, hey, there's there's the fifth wave for you folks. The fifth wave to kill us is uh, boredom. This is, this Badly is our written shortest movies. review ever. Well, we're not done yet. We're still going to talk about it. Well, no, bit we more. have tons of crap to talk about. But yeah, that's. I Look, I can't. I Well, Kelly, you start. Would you recommend this movie to anyone? No. No. And I would not either. I'm excited I, about the book now, though. Yes. If you're a young adult, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. If you're a young adult uh, book fan, then sure. Like, it's just, it's more brutal in the book and and that's just it like yeah. if they had taken that tone this would have easily been a great cult movie that would have got a better following right. because that that is there yeah like you, you guys went generic with everything and that's why you have a 17 percent on rotten tomatoes right. because you haven't give anybody of any fandom something that they'll like yeah the, like you half-assed everything yeah the cgi was shit the story was not transposed correctly the characters weren't correct like it's just there's a lot of things that go into it. I know you can't make a 100% great transfer from book to movie, but, yeah, but all the things I said could have been done. Right. Pick a style. Fucking yeah. stick with it. Yeah, that's all. This was supposed to be a dark, depressing movie where you're not supposed to think that anyone's supposed to make it out, and a lot of children are going to fucking die. Like, you know, they talk about kids dying in Hunger Games, but really that was that was nothing compared to what this book did. Right. But in this movie, only one kid dies. Like that that's, you, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That you see. Yeah, obviously. But right. it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's that kind of thing. Why pull your punches when you know, like, what was the reason of buying this? If this, the, the original quote for this movie or for this book series actually was this was supposed to do for aliens what Twilight did for vampires. Like this was, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, but had you made that movie, then maybe it would have. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like why drop the ball so badly on this because they did say, I mean, Wikipedia says that they're still possibly doing a sequel. I don't know how. I don't yeah, know this, how with that they you know would. What? But this might be one of those things where it's very very rare when the sequel is better than the first one. Well, I'll tell you. It has to be. I'll tell you though that the halfway through this book, it's not going to be good because if they're picking up where the book picks up, it's a lot of depression and dark and more kids dying and it's not good. Yeah, but see, there's a way around that though. The way that they can go around that is they can continue on with that type of like middle uh, middle chapter. But what they do is they do the flashback scenes that they didn't do in the first fucking movie that will put it all together for you. That can explain like that's why he's having these kind of breakdowns. That's why this is happening because of then they can get into Wonderland. Then they can get into scavenging the body. Like you do that and add that to that movie and you can make the second one. It'll fill in all the gaps. It'll make the first one make a slightly more sense and it will be a better movie. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's anything's possible, I guess, but I'm just I'd be very surprised because I, I don't know how with Sam being the character that he is that they're able to pull any of this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know. But yeah, I, I too would not recommend this movie for sure. Uh, <laughs> I just got to say, like, the whole young adult thing, like, is annoying to begin with because Hunger Games gets a lot of credit for things. Yet Hunger Games was a complete ripoff of Battle Royale, which yep. was so good. 
Battle yep. Royale was really, really good, and Hunger Games just ripped it off and made it Twilight without vampires. Yep. Uh, and it's terrible writing. Like That's why I can say this Rick Yancey guy is not a bad writer. Uh, the person, I don't even want to know the name of the person that wrote Hunger Games, she's a bad writer. Like That's, that's for sure. Uh, it takes a special person to be able to write like traveling scenes, like desperate traveling scenes. That's why also J.K. Rawlings is terrible at that. That whole yeah. seventh, that 400 oh, pages of the seventh so book, bad. so fucking bad. And I know Harry Potter fans are like, what? What are you talking no, about? No, because that's, that's a horrible part of the movie, too, where I'm like, really, I, guys? Like, this I, is the movie you made two fucking movies out of? You couldn't have made the fourth book two movies and actually explain the games better? I couldn't, really? watch, I couldn't watch those. the end of those movies. I couldn't do it. No, like, no. I think I watched the fifth one, and I was like, oh, this is already wrong. I'm not going to watch <laughs> any more of the movies. Uh, but, yeah, that was the worst part of the seventh book was – you're going to take 400 pages and talk about them whining and walking around the woods very poorly, I might add. But then at the end of the movie, when you've killed major, major characters that some books were actually dedicated to, you're just going to list out how they died? I mean, you're just right. going to list them as dead and not even yeah. tell the tell stories? The, yeah, right? Ridiculous. And I'm surprised that Harry Potter fans never held that against her. Like, how do you get away with that? Like, I know she's great. Like, don't get me wrong. She's great at storytelling and thinking up and taking cliches from lots of different books and putting them all together into one. Like, way right. to go. You're, right. you're great. You're better than I'll ever be because I'll never make as much money as you. Like, right. awesome. You've done a great job. Uh, but seriously, you got to be honest with yourself. If anyone says that seventh book was good, and I'm not saying the way they ended it because the ending was fine. Right. But you need to be better about what you choose well, no, to write and that's about. Shit. Like that whole 400 pages is, is one of those. So you just pretty much had writing block. Yeah. Then you should have just walked away for a while and let it come to you because this is miserable. Like, cool, I can skip all of the Like, I, I can literally cut these out of the book yeah. and be totally fine with just jumping to that next scene. Yeah, and it's just like in Hunger Games, uh, what was the what was the formula, formula for book two and book three? Katniss is a bitch. She bitches at everyone. <laughs> Uh, drug her and put her to sleep. Wake up, be a bitch again. Drug her, put her to sleep. Be more of a bitch. Drug her, put her to sleep. And then now go sacrifice all your friends that you worked the whole movie for, our whole book series for, and get them all killed. And the rumor is, I would love someone to tell me if this is true or not. You can you can email ianhates at gmail.com. You can find us at ianhatespodcast. You can write about it on uh, facebook.com slash ianhates. The rumor I heard is that the the author of Hunger Games couldn't finish the third book uh, and that the publishing group finished it for her because she is a terrible writer and could not think of a way to end it. Because if you think about it, the second book is just the first book over again. Yeah. And then the third book is drug her to make her go to sleep, wake her up. Don't even talk about any of the other stuff that's happening all over the colonies or whatever, all over those whatever they fucking called them. Right. And then take every single person that meant anything to you, get them killed on a mission that didn't need to be done because if everyone remembers, they Oh yeah, by the way, spoiler alert, if you haven't if you don't want to know what happens in Hunger Games, you can stop the podcast now and come back later. Right. But basically what happens is she takes Katniss takes every single person in her group on a suicide mission, basically, on a mission that doesn't need to be done because when her and PETA make it out, and I think they're the only two that make it out of that group, 
that go in the sewers and all that kind of stuff. I think it's just her and Peta, maybe one other person that I'm forgetting. But they make it out, and the rebels are already attacking the capital. They've already overrun the capital with no help from what she's done. So it doesn't matter. And then, hey guys, guess what else? Remember her sister that she sacrificed herself for in the first book? Her sister's there in the line of fire which she wasn't supposed to be in the first place. And guess what? They killed her. How dumb is that? How absolutely stupid. And what a fuck you to everyone who read those books. And it was, I mean, it was obviously a fuck you to me. And it was a fuck you to every single other person. But I laughed out loud when that happened. I was like, I can't believe they decided to kill her sister after everything that they went through. Like, it's it's very humorous. <laughs> it's very humorous. And that's another thing. I've, I have watched the first two movies, I think, because I had to see how bad they were. And they were very bad. I have not watched the other two. If people want to pay us, we can do that. Uh, and I will rip into those movies. <laughs> I will with no mercy. Uh, because not only that, not only is Jennifer Lawrence a terrible actress in those movies, right. but also she's a terrible role model for women. Absolutely. The only decision she ever makes in the, in the books and the movies is to sacrifice herself for her sister at the beginning of that movie. The rest of it, she makes no more decisions. And she's not a role model. Like uh, she's not strong either. She's not. She's not a strong role model or or a strong person in general. Uh, but that's yeah, way besides the point. Way besides the point. I mean, I would still watch that more than probably the Insurgent series because I tried to watch that and I was bored out of my fucking mind. Yeah, I know. I can. I still. And they're like, wait. So you're supposed to be in a group and you're supposed to be in a group, but these people can be in any group. But the, so they're the dangerous ones. So then let's play politics for it somehow. <laughs> don't know make other people kill other people by implanting a th- i don't know what the fuck was going on but so <laughs> fuck fuck that <laughs> uh, but yeah so anyways that's my young adult rant but i i will finish the second book depending on how good or bad that is i'll i'll see if i decide to go on to the new one which is coming out this month and yeah. that should be the end of the trilogy the yeah. question will be was this movie the end of the trilogy <gasps> for the movies Bum, bum, bum. That's possible. I mean, come on. They didn't even go back and do any more Hitchhikers of the Galaxy movies. I know. That had one movie, and I don't even remember it being, now I've only seen it once. I don't remember it being that bad. But they yeah, haven't. It was okay. They haven't rebooted it. They haven't, they haven't done anything with that whole series, and there's a bunch of books for that, and they never went back. So, what's, you know, unless Sony paid tons and tons of money to, uh, to the fifth wave for the rights. I don't know why they would put out another one. So, uh, let's see. Jesus, Hitchhikers came out in 2005. Oh yeah, that's, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah. Awesome. Anyways, so what what's the other news that we have to talk about? Uh, let's see. What do we have? I do have some stuff written down here. Um, oh, the announcement for the new Thor movie. The the casting. The uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yep. Yes. <gasps> Well, you're so excited because it's Jeff Goldblum, right? Jeff Goldblum. I mean, Carl Urban Bones from uh, uh, Star Trek, in case you don't know who that is. Kate Blanchett is going to be Helena. (gasps) I'm so excited. I I mean, I didn't see the second Thor. I don't know. I mean, but this is the one where Thanos is supposed to be running roughshod on uh, Asgard, right? Yep. Yeah, so that might not be that bad. So I mean, Idris Elba. I mean, all the the other regulars are back as well, which is kind of great for all the Loki 
love Loki. So, okay, the only reason to watch the second Thor movie is for Loki, just to let you know. Like, he is fantastic in the oh, second okay. Thor movie. Yeah, I wouldn't pay for that. I don't know why those movies, like, why are those movies never on HBO? Like, why, why don't any of those come to Netflix or anything? Well, they won't come to Netflix. That's a Disney thing. Oh, okay. um, but I'm surprised. Really? They, I swear I've seen the Avengers and stuff on HBO. I don't think I've seen Avengers on. I don't think I've seen the second Avengers either. I could be wrong on that one. But I, I think like Cinemax gets those or Stars gets those. But HBO doesn't. So oh, okay. maybe they have I was going to say, I know one of the paid one definitely gets them, though. Because oh, okay. they end up doing a whole like usually like it's a montage of watch one through 12, you know, before the new movie comes. Like, they oh, do that sure. kind of thing. Gotcha. That might be. Yeah. That might happen. Uh, what else we got? Uh, that's my big thing that I've written down. What I don't else? think there's anything major that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's really just the comparison between, you know, that book and, and movie, really, for me anyways. I mean, hey, people can decide, was this better than, was this better than, than us doing um, We Are Your Friends, that bomb uh, with Zac Efron and Emily Radzikowski or whatever the fuck. Well, I got more insight. I got to know what the movie should have been, which I enjoyed. And I'm pretty sure this, this uh, we would have been done with Efron in an hour. Right. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I hope people enjoyed the comparison because what I would think is, you know, you always get people, you always get different people with podcast listening. It's you either listening to every show just because you enjoy us talking about the random shit that we do. Or you listen because you've seen the movie and you want to go ahead and hear other people's opinions of it or hear our opinions uh, right. of the movie. But then there are also those people that might be like, oh, well, because I never saw the movie, I'm not going to listen to it you know, because they want to see it, which would be weird. So I'm just hoping people that even have no idea about this movie and aren't going to check it out will at least check out the podcast because it was a huge flop. I mean, right. huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there are some people that do like it, but there are people that like a lot of shit. So True. you can't, I mean. Speaking no of people who like taste. a lot of shit. Oh, hey. Okay, so Independence Day, the original, was 61% in 96. Rotten Tomatoes. And I want to let you know that currently on Rotten Tomatoes, 99% want to see the new one. 99% of people that already want to see that fucking movie. And don't yeah. pretend, for people that misheard that, it's not 99% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. It's that want to see thing or whatever. Right. I So am I the 1%? I'm fine. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, but- for the first time, get to be a 1%er, Kelly. For the first time. <laughs> for the first time, I'm a 1%er. And we have another hashtag. Yeah, there you 1%. go. <laughs> So yeah, I do not want to see that movie. Uh, if you once again, if people want uh, uh, me to rip that oh, apart, uh, yeah, yeah, we are definitely. I will be starting a Kickstarter because I will be wanting to drag him to this movie, people. So that's actually a great idea. Maybe we should start a <laughs> Kickstarter where we just have a list of really shitty movies, and <gasps> we have to just reach a certain level, and then we can do them. Totally. Yeah, that might not be a bad idea. I think we should both come up with our top ten movies where you have to pay us for, and I yeah. think uh, uh, awesome. Yeah, I think that would work. I think that yeah. work because there. Here's the thing, this this podcast we can always go back to our favorite movies. We can always oh, do absolutely. that. We have like like I've talked about. We have Heather's still. We have You're doing Qu- Sandlot. Yeah, we have uh, Quentin Tarantino's. We have uh, Mighty Ducks. We have like tons and tons of movies that we can still do anytime we want to. You know, actually talk about a good movie. But then True. also we have tons and tons of shit movies that are going oh. to be released at the box office, like. If you just go ahead and look at the projected movies for the next year and a half, 
It's all sequels. It's all reboots. It's all shit. There is nothing that I am excited to see besides some of the Marvel movies. Some of them. Right. Not all of them. Only some of them. I Because I can't. I don't fall into that. I like every superhero movie. On this podcast, we've talked about good superhero movies. We've talked right. about Deadpool, Captain America's. We've done that. But I don't like all of them. And I don't go to see all of them because once I don't like something, I don't go and see the sequel to it. Right. You so, don't give it a second chance. No. I liked Iron Man 1. I hated Iron Man 2. So I didn't see Iron Man 3. I I said Thor 1 was okay, so I didn't see Thor 2. I didn't, you know, that kind of thing. I was worried about Captain America, so I didn't see the first one. And then I loved the <laughs> second and third one. Like, <laughs> I'm a weird person, guys. I, if you've listened to enough of these fucking hours. We've you done, should know by now. This is 21st or 22nd episode or something like that. Each one of these podcasts have been like almost two hours or two hours plus. You have a lot of my life in these podcasts. <laughs> And then also, if you listen to the music one, or you listen to my other podcasts that I guest on other people's stuff, you know my life. (laughs) You know a lot of my personality. I mean, you know a lot of the character that I play as well. But you also know, but I, as Kelly knows, Kelly's a very honest person. I'm a very honest person. You're getting our personalities on this show. And then we throw in jokes as characters as well, because it's fun to do. Like, seriously, if I could pull off a, uh, one of my, I don't listen to many podcasts anymore because I dedicate so much to my own. But I, one of the podcasts I'll always make time for is like a comedy bang bang. If you know that one with Scott Ackerman, yep. I, I would love to do a podcast where people just straight up for, for the whole entire time do characters. I would love that. I don't know people skilled enough to do that though. But if anyone ever wants to try that. So are you saying I should give a shout out to all my voiceover actors that I know that are probably listening that would love to do this and actually do do this in their all their RPG games that we play? Absolutely. And I mean, but I'm talking about actual, not just making a, a funny voice, but playing like improv no, no. a yeah. character. RPG, oh, we okay. create our own characters. Yeah, yeah. no, no. No, I, I would love that because I can roll with those punches. That's, I would have a lot of fun. Yeah, I would have a lot of fun playing the Scott Ackerman character of like just rolling with everything and you know introducing people and just talking random shit. Like I'd be completely fine with that. So yeah, Sweet. that's that's another direction we can go at some point too. So we're going to review some sort of futuristic movie and we'll have nothing but middle realm characters sitting on the on the panel to try to review a futuristic movie cuz that sounds awesome. Or an old school movie with old school people, you know, like we can work right. it all out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We can have fun with this. But I that's why Yeah. <laughs> that's why we just need and this will go into the plug a little bit. If you guys want to hear this kind of content and stuff and if you want to continue and you like what we're doing or you have you even if you say, think we fucking suck, send us that because I love that too. I have no <laughs> problem feedback. with that. Yeah. All feed belt all feedback is welcome. All feed all feed belt is welcome. Not both. <laughs> all both. Both. That's why equal opportunity. That's why. Exactly. Uh, so you can go ahead and you can email us ianhates at gmail.com. On Twitter, it's at ianhatespodcast. That's singular. ianhatespodcast. Because if it was with an S, it would mean I hate podcasts. It's all podcasts. Yeah. That's just not true. Then facebook.com slash ianhates. And then you can also, uh, I mean, you're listening now somehow. Please rate, share, uh, subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, any of your favorite podcast listening apps. And then there's also the website where there's a submission form on it too. If you scroll down on the fr- on the front page. It's- and soon to be Kickstarter. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's uh, www.ianhates.com, and that has all of the podcasts as well. I may even start, if I have any time, which I don't know where it comes from, uh, doing blog posts as well. Uh, you can do all this stuff. I can do everything. <laughs> I can do everything. I am. Ian's planning on being unemployed to be able yeah, to cover I know, all I know, these right? There's no seriously. I used to think. I used to think it's like, oh, you're just being lazy. You're not doing these things, and then you realize, no, no, no. There's just this no time. So much fucking yeah, time. Yeah, there's no time. And people are asking me. They're like, hey. So when are you going to get on YouTube? Because we have a YouTube channel. We have all that stuff. But guess what, guys? Do you know how long it takes to put episodes on YouTube? Do you know how long a two-and-a-half-hour podcast <laughs> takes to put it on YouTube? So That's going to be on my end. I'm going to be the one that's going to have to suck it up and do all this stuff. Well, I, I, I learned editing software, so I'd be able to do it. I have it. <laughs> I have that stuff set. It's just it takes so much time to do because then you also have to change. If you want people to be interested somewhat too, you want the pictures to change with what you're talking about. No, we don't. We just uh, need we're slightly different. Like I'll actually do my hair and whatever, and then you know we'll angle it so I can actually kind oh, of see you. See, I was talking. I was literally talking about doing those ones with a picture in the background and just the audio. And then having like the links and stuff. No, I think that's we what should, I do for the music one. No, we should record uh, our skyping right now. Oh, uh, yes, faces and everything. Oh, uh, that's so need to awful. Get you a backdrop. <laughs> I, know. I don't, want, Kelly. I don't want people chasing me down to ask me on dates. Like, come on. I just want okay. people to yeah. know the sexy I have voice. More hashtags. <laughs> I just want. So, it, uh, uh, H. John Benjamin. Is that what you're saying? This yeah. is what we're trying to play off here. Oh. Okay, cool. Archer. Well, yeah, but. I mean, I'm hopefully better looking than H. John Benjamin. Let's just. Which let's, is why I think hope. we should put you on camera. Yeah, yeah. What I want, what I want is, uh, I mean, you did bring up Howard Stern before. What I want is, I want to take live calls somehow and then give a girl an orgasm by having her use the stereo like in private parts. You remember that? You don't remember that iconic scene? What? No, I do. Oh, okay. Like, Jesus. That's like a dream. That's like a dream of mine. Look, I started nice goals. Yeah. I started in radio a long time ago to just because I loved it. And then you have certain dreams that happen when you're in radio and that just happens to be one of mine still. That has not been checked off. Ladies out there think about that. Or men, yeah, I don't know. Like a, I don't. Yeah, it could go I, either way. I don't know There's if they if they straddle a, a speaker. I don't know if that works that way. Uh, but who knows? I'll send you some links. We can break new ground. <laughs> <laughs> the the technology is out there. I know it is. Well, I hope all those people that uh, are probably still very glad that they tuned out after Absolutely. the uh, after the spoiler alert for <laughs> Hunger Games. I couldn't help it. All right, so we'll we'll be back next week with uh with more news and stuff because I didn't see any major movie news uh that I had to talk about necessarily. Yeah. No. Just uh keep in mind that I think the only movie that I might be a little bit looking forward to is The Purge Election Year. I know we brought that up a couple of times. That's July 1st. Yep. So there's still plenty of time for us to get to that. Other than that, I don't think there's anything major, so. So what are your plugs, Kelly? Because we should have done that oh, before. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you can always find me on Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy as well as um, Facebook at Nerdy Girl Ivy as well. There you go. And we do know we may – how do I want to say it? We might do X-Men Apocalypse, but I'm still <laughs> not sure I want to waste still my not time. Sold. Yeah, I'm still not sure. So we might have a surprise movie for you in the next week. It's going to be X-Men Apocalypse, is that what you're saying? 
We'll figure no, it out. Actually, no. We it's Wolverine Origins. No, I refuse. <laughs> I absolutely refuse. I can't. I can't put myself through that. Jeez. Oh, All right, we're gonna stop it here before I lose my mind thinking right. about that. All right. So, oh well. Let's say thank you, everyone, once again for listening. Uh, remember your feedback if you have it. Just let us know, and uh, I will leave you the way I always do: long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Bye.